In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Let us read from Joshua 18, starting from verse 2. Joshua 18, starting from verse 2. But there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes, which had not yet received their inheritance. Then Joshua said to the children of Israel, How long will you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? Pick out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them. They shall rise and go through the land, survey it according to the inheritance, and come back to me. And they shall divide it into seven parts. Judah shall remain in their territory on the south, and the house of Joseph shall remain in the territory on the north. You shall therefore survey the land in seven parts, and bring the survey here to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. Glory be to the Holy Trinity, now and forever, and the age of the ages. Amen. Actually, Joshua led the children of Israel to the promised land. And then God divided the promised land to the children of Israel. But seven tribes, seven tribes did not actually receive their part. Why? Because they were complacent. They were lazy. Or in other words, they had the attitude of, we do not care. We do not care. That's why Joshua told them, how long you neglect to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you. Why you are complacent? Why you are not zealous? Why you are not motivated to go and take this land that God actually gave you? So, many of us, we have this attitude that I don't care. This attitude can be in my spiritual life. Uh, Why you are not fasting? Don't you know that the coming of the Lord is at hand? We need to fast, we need to pray, we need to go to the church, we need to repent, we need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. But our attitude is, I don't care. The same in school. 
Some of us actually, we don't study hard. We don't do our homework on time. And if our parents tell us, why don't you finish your homework? Why you do not turn in your assignment? Why you don't study well? Our attitude is, I don't care. Even if you did not say it, but this is your attitude, I don't care. Even if you don't say the word, I don't care. Again, in, in our homes, for example, we, we, need, we, we, we see things that need to be done. We need to go and do, for example, uh, some shopping for the house, or we assist in cleaning the house, or we assist in uh, any, actually, uh, house chores. But I don't care. I don't care about what the house is needed. I care about what I need, and that's it. This story reminds me with the parable of the Good Samaritan. There was a Jewish man half dead and half alive because the thieves attacked him and they beat him to the moment, to the point of death. And then a priest passed by and looked at him and he said, I don't care. I have to go to the temple to offer the sacrifice. A Levite, after the priest, looked at him with the same attitude. I don't care, I don't know him. So many times we see people need us, need our help, need our intervention, but our attitude, I don't care. You come to the church, you find it, for example, not clean or things has to be done to organize it, to clean it, but I don't care. And so on. This attitude actually infiltrated our life. So, how to identify if you have this I don't care attitude? Number one, lack of inner motivation. Lack of inner motivation. You are not motivated. Like this, these seven tribes. They were not motivated to claim their inheritance, to take their land. There was apathy in their hearts. They were indifferent whether to take the land or not. For example, they will tell you after the sermon tonight, we'll have midnight praises. Come and attend with us. But you are indifferent. There is no inner motivation to motivate you to attend the midnight praises. Another thing to identify 
whether you have I don't care attitude or not, always, always, you will find good excuses to be stagnant in your place, to be not progressive. Excuses all the time. For example, you go to your father of confession, and Abuna try to help you to organize your time to pray the Agbaya in the morning and um, at night. And every idea or solution Abuna offers you, you will find a, a problem. So for every solution Abuna gives you, you will find a problem. In order at the end not to pray the Agbaya. So you have always good excuses, good excuses. As we read in Proverbs chapter 24, verse 30 and verse 31, I went to buy the field of the lazy man and buy the vineyard of a man devoid of understanding. And there it was, all overgrown with thorns, its surface was covered with nettles. Its stone wall was broken down. So, this person who left his uh, field to be like this, definitely he had excuses why not to clean his field. Excuses like what? In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 13, the lazy man says, there is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. There is a lion outside. No, I cannot go to work. I cannot go to school. Because if I leave, I will be slain in the streets. Excuses all the time. Also, you may have a false sense of security and a lack of concern for the situation around you. False sense of security and lack of concern for the situation around you. For example, Cain killed his brother Abel and then the Lord told him where is Abel, your brother? He replied to the Lord, Am I guardian to, to my brother? And he had this false sense of security, as if he considered uh, no one will discover what he did to Abel. This sense of security, we can read it also with Hezekiah. There's a story in Second King chapter 20 from verse 12 to 19. Uh, Hezekiah was sick. So the king of Babylon sent some gifts and letters to Hezekiah. And Hezekiah 
had a false sense of security. Although the Lord instructed him not to show uh, what he had to any foreign king. But Hezekiah, when the king of Babylon sent gifts and letters to him, as we read in Hezekiah, uh, in 2 King 20, verse 13, Hezekiah was attentive to them and showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver and gold, the spices and precious ointment, and all his armory. All that was found among his treasures, there was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. And then, when actually uh, he did this, God was disappointed. Who sent, uh, he sent Isaiah to Hezekiah and he told him, Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And this is exactly what happened. So Hezekiah had a false sense of security. He thought that if he showed all his treasures to the messengers of the king of Babylon, they will not be envious, they will not actually plan to take all his treasures. Another thing actually can be a reason is the immaturity and lack of commitment to our spiritual life. Immaturity and lack of commitment. In Luke chapter 18, uh, there is a story about uh, a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. So this person actually, he did not fear God. So there was, was no commitment to his spiritual life. Uh, and many of us we act in our life with no fear of God and when somebody tells us Abuna or son school servant or our parents tells us God is watching over you God is seeing what you are doing then your attitude I don't care. I don't care. And even if you were told this is the commandment of God, this is what God told us to do, but our attitude, I don't care. I mean indifferent to the word of God. What makes a person reach this stage? Sometimes when we fail in a task, then we lose motivation and we become discouraged. And since we become discouraged, 
and we lose motivation, we develop this attitude, I don't care attitude. Because you failed in a certain task. Uh, we read in the book of Numbers, chapter 21, after the children of Israel left the land of Egypt, uh, and it was a difficult uh, trip in the wilderness of Sinai. So we read in Numbers 21, verse 4, And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. They became very discouraged. So the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loses this worthless bread. So, sometimes when we fail, we become discouraged. That's why I say, why should I care anymore? I tried and I tried and I failed. What should I care anymore? For example, if you are struggling against a sin in your life, against a bad habit, and you struggled for some time to overcome this bad habit, but you couldn't. Then you say, why should I struggle anymore? I don't care. Or sometimes when your desires are not fulfilled immediately or there was delay in fulfilling your desires, there is a delay in fulfilling your desire. So we have the same attitude as we read in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when you hope for something and then your desire is delayed, you did not get it, then this makes the heart sick. This makes the heart sick. And when your desires are not fulfilled, you develop this attitude, I don't care. For example, if you are in high school and you want to go to a certain college, and you applied and you applied, but you get denied, then you say, I don't care anymore. Or, if in, in trying to fulfill a certain desire, you found many obstacles, many obstacles. Uh, if an adult is trying to find a job, a good job, and he is applying so many resumes and applying for many jobs, and all of them got rejected, so he may develop this attitude also, I don't care. And sometimes we have unrealistic expectation of ourselves. Unrealistic expectation of ourselves. Those who are perf- perfectionists, 
And because you have unrealistic expectation, you will never meet this expectation. And because you will never meet this expectation, then you will be discouraged. And once you become discouraged, you, you will say, I don't care anymore. For example, if you want to be the first in your class, but you couldn't, uh, and you tried and you tried, maybe it is beyond your ability. This is not a realistic expectation. Then you become discouraged and you say, I don't care anymore. Also, people who have low self-esteem or feel they are inferior to others, if you believe others are better than you, you are inferior to them, then you will be discouraged because in your mind, no way that one day you will be like these people, like other people. Of course, this is a false feeling. And the reason because you have low self-esteem and uh, inferiority. This feeling of inferiority will make you discouraged. And then, actually, uh, you will develop this attitude, I don't care. Also, people who have little material possessions, they consider themselves they are poor. And I'm speaking about material positions. They are poor. And they feel that others are better than them. Then uh, they will develop this attitude, I don't care. Because again, they are discouraged. In spiritual life, Lack of total repentance. And as I said, uh, struggling with sin for a long time can make the person feel uh, or develop this attitude, I don't care attitude. Why this attitude is is dangerous? What are the dangers of uh, I don't care attitude? If you develop this attitude, I don't care, then you will neglect your relationship with God and with others, with your family, with your friends, with the God's families in the church. If always your attitude, I don't care, then how can you develop a good relationship with God or a good relationship with your family or with your friends or with God's family in the church, it will be a big challenge. Also, your progress, whether academic progress, or spiritual progress, or in any aspect in your life, social progress, or anything, it will be slow and delayed, because you are not motivated, you are not zealous, you just laid back and you have this attitude, whatever happens, happens. I don't care. And definitely once you have this attitude, 
this is not the attitude of the children of God. Because as St. Paul said, God did not give us the spirit of timidity, but he gave us the spirit of power and success. The children of God, they are motivated. They say, I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Even if there are obstacles, through the grace of God, they can overcome these obstacles. So, now, if you, if you don't say, I can do all things in Jesus Christ who strengthens me, then you are not in the kingdom of God. You will be an agent for Satan. You will be in bondage in, to Satan. So this one of the very serious uh, outcome of this attitude, I don't care attitude, because you can commit so many sins, because you don't care, even about your spiritual life. So at the end, you will be a slave of Satan. And because of this attitude, you will never have satisfaction or fulfillment in life or happiness. You took this attitude, I don't care, maybe to be happy, but the person will never have this happiness or feeling of contentment or satisfaction in his life. So, if I have this attitude, I don't care. Now, we explained why it is dangerous, and also we said uh, what are the signs to understand or to know whether you have this attitude or not. As I said, not caring about anything can have a serious impact on your life. It can make it hard to reach your goals or may cause you to do things that you don't actually, uh, that don't reflect your values or expectation just because you don't care. Not caring about things can affect your school, your relationship, your energy level, your emotions, and your daily pursuits. Uh, so, what is the treatment? What's the treatment? If you feel that you are not interested and seriously you don't care about anything in life, spiritual life, academic life, uh, uh, career life, etc. So, what are the practical steps in order to overcome this I don't care attitude. Uh, number one, actually, you need to put your trust in the Lord. And there is one thing we say it in the litany for the sick. 
the divine liturgy. We say about God, He is the hope of the hopeless and the help of the helpless. Even if there is a hopeless case and helpless case, like a dead person, a dead person, there is no hope for this dead person to rise again. And this dead person cannot help himself. He's dead. And you cannot help him. You cannot give him medicine. But God is the hope of the hopeless and the help of the helpless. You remember the story of Lazarus. He was dead and he was in the tomb for four days. So his sisters, Mary and Martha, lost every hope. Every hope. It is a hopeless case and helpless case. And they actually admitted this to the Lord Jesus Christ when they told him, if you came a little bit early, when our brother was sick, maybe you were able to help him and heal him. But now he is dead. Even when the Lord asked them to remove the stone, Martha said to him, he is dead, there is a stench. But God told her, just to believe, and you will see the glory of God. And God, the hope of the hopeless, and the help of the helpless, he raised Lazarus from death after was being in the tomb for four days. There is another story in Second Corinthians chapter 1, starting from verse 8. I like this passage from the scripture very much. St. Paul said, For we don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia. He told them, I want to share with you what happened to us when I was in Asia. What happened? That we were burdened beyond the measure, above his strength, so that we despaired even of life. So they went through big, big problems beyond their ability to the extent that St. Paul said we became despaired of life. So they said there is no hope to be delivered from this problem we will die. But how they resolved this? How not to lose their motivation? If you are in a situation that's so, so difficult, beyond your ability, so how can you resolve it? So they said, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. So St. Paul said, now, as if we are dead. So we should not trust in ourselves. If I am dead, I cannot trust in myself. Lazarus cannot trust in himself because he is dead. But in God who raises the dead. 
So St. Paul actually put all his trust in God, not in himself. He said, I can do nothing. I am dead. But I will put all my trust in God who raises the dead. And now in the 50 days of resurrection, and I want you to get from resurrection of Christ hope, courage, motivation, zeal. I can do all things, all things in Jesus Christ who strengthened Okay, what happened to St. Paul? Verse 10. God delivered us from so great a death. So when they put their trust in God, God delivered them from so great a death. And does deliver us. He delivered us in the past. But he said, but I have hope that he will now also he is delivering us. In whom we trust that he will still deliver us in the future. So, St. Paul said, we have this trust in God. He delivered us. He does deliver us. He will deliver us. So, if you are struggling against sin, and you cannot actually overcome it, and you tell me, I tried and tried for so many uh, months, but I couldn't overcome this sin, I tell you, don't trust in yourself. Put your trust in God. Ask God to help you. Tell him, God, I am like Lazarus. I am dead. I am completely dead. I am hopeless and helpless case. Now, come and help me. Say a word that I may rise. As you raised Lazarus, say a word in order to raise my soul from the deadness. So number one, to overcome I don't care attitude. Number one, put your trust to God. Number two, think about causes. I mentioned some causes of I don't care attitude, like unrealistic expectation of yourself, like failure in a certain task. So think about the causes. What made you reach this stage of I don't care? And you need to realize that coping with these reasons with I don't care attitude, it is a wrong way to cope. You know, people who take the drug, sometimes they take drugs or abuse drugs because they have this attitude. I don't care attitude. So they use drugs. Maybe they fail, and the way to cope, to use drugs, and when you tell them, you know, drugs will destroy your life, drugs will kill you, they will tell you something, I don't care anymore. I am a failure in my life. Anyway, I don't care. Think about the reason, and try to choose another coping mechanism, another way to cope other than I don't care. 
I don't care is not the right way to cope with your struggles. Number three, you need to vary your routine. Don't get stuck in doing more of the same. What do I mean doing more of the same? If you tried something several times and it failed, then why if you try number 20 or 25, it will work? Some people believe if you keep trying the same thing, you will get different result. That's not right. If you keep trying the same thing, you will actually get the same result. So don't do more of the same. You need actually, for example, I failed. Why I failed? I need to do something differently. Not to try in the same way I tried before, five times or seven times. I need to think differently and try different. Vary your routine. So don't do the same routine that made you reach this stage of I don't care attitude. Number four, take care of yourself. Good sleep, good diet, exercise, all these things besides, of course, your spiritual life, which I mentioned as number one, this actually will help you to get out of this uh, mood. I don't care. So take care of yourself spiritually, Take care of yourself. Physically, yes. Good diet, sleep well, exercise. All these things actually will help you to get out of this mood of I don't care. This apathetic mood. Also, number five, try small steps. Even in prayer. Many times I say to people, if you cannot pray 20 minutes, you get bored. What about just pray for five minutes? And then maybe after two hours, another five minutes. And after two hours, another five minutes. And after two hours, another five minutes. These are the 20 minutes. But you take them in small doses, in small steps. Sometimes we ask people, if your goal is 10, that is the task you want to achieve, that's the goal you want to achieve, number 10. Where are you now? He may tell me I am now like 3 or 2 or even 1. So if you try to jump from 1 to 10, it's very difficult. That's why we, we tell them, 
what you can do to move from like number two to number three. So take small steps. And then when you reach number three, you will feel that you achieved something. You are happy because you achieved something. The, another, the other step, next step will be from three to four and, and so on. You need actually, when you break your goal into small steps, this will motivate you because you succeeded in these small steps. Number six, all of us, we need support. And you need to have a strong support system. And the two best support system, number one is the saints who intercede on our behalf and pray on our behalf. Ask St. Mary, ask St. George, ask St. Mark to intercede on your behalf. Make friendship with these saints, like Pope Krillus. He had friendship with St. Mina. So they will pray on your behalf. They will support you before God. Also, the other system, I told you there are two systems, very strong support systems. The first one is the cloud of witnesses around us, as St. Paul mentioned in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Number two is your family. I know some of us as teenagers who have conflict most of the time with our families. But let me tell you, believe me, you will not find anybody love you more than your parents and your family. Maybe they express their love in a way that you don't like. But at the end, no one loves you more than your parents. Because God placed this love in their heart without any effort on their part. So get support from your family and also from God's family. God's family. What's God's family? It is the assembly of the believers. When you are baptized, you join the family of God. So all those who are around us are our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Last point I want to mention. If I don't care attitude, it's not because of failure, it's not because of unrealistic expectation, but if it is because of selfishness, I only care about myself and I don't care about anything else. Some people are so selfish, so they care only about themselves, only. They don't care about anything else around them. And if they want something, <coughs> they want it here and now. That's a selfish attitude. And selfishness 
is a big, big sin because it is breaking the first command of God, which is love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. So if your I don't care attitude is because you care only about yourself and you don't care about anything else, you need to get rid of your selfishness and to put others before the new, to put their interests before the new interest. Then actually you will feel happy in your life. Believe me, those who are selfish, they don't feel happiness. Even if they have some fun here on earth. Like the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man did not care about Lazarus at all. He did not care about him that he is hungry, that there is ulcers all over his body. He did not care about him. He cared only about himself. But what happened to both of them after they died? The rich man suffered, tortured in the hell, but Lazarus enjoyed the rest in the bosom of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So get rid of your selfishness if that is the reason of I don't care. May the Lord who asked us to love one another and to put others about ourselves May he uh, purify our hearts from this complacency and make us motivated, zealous in serving one another and helping one another. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.